Hello, beloved. Welcome to the Christ Mind Podcast with your host, A.D. Rose, a.k.a. Lexi, where we come together to shape our minds to become more like Christ. Today is the first episode of this segment I'm going to be doing on every other Thursday um, called Unveiled, where I simply come on here with no plan, with just the Holy Spirit inside of me and just filling you in on where I'm at in my spiritual journey with Christ because on Wednesdays I am teaching and I fill you in on my personal stuff sometimes but I obviously can't do too much because I have to go through a lesson you know and with this I thought it would just be good for us to be able to have something where there's no pressure of a lesson it's just filling you in and also to include you in on things that I'm suffering with or the things that I'm succeeding in and how I've been succeeding in them but also to show you too that just because I teach these things and just because I know these things does not mean I'm subjected to not handling or I'm subjected to handling these things just as badly as you can handle these things that I teach about and I'm if you don't know we're both human and we handle things really badly and just because you get at a level at knowing certain things about God or about the Bible or about him about his church or whatever you still suffer with being a human being regardless and with that suffering with being a human being you just make mistakes and you you're messy with it and it's not the best and you gotta face consequences and you got to face the storm sometimes of your actions and that's really where I've been for pretty much the past two years now I've been in a rut of just failing and and I guess I guess this the past two years I could highlight this journey with Christ it's so odd guys it's so crazy because i've had the best two years of my life but the worst two years of my life like mentally last year worst year of my life mentally so terrible i was suffering beyond belief it was insane and i was alone and not alone because i had nobody i was just didn't really feel people i didn't give the people that i had at the time enough um enough information to help me and I didn't give them I didn't want to be a bother and so I just would I just suffered a a lot by myself and that was sad but when it came to the outside parts of my life like you know with the church and with his people best years best year of my life I got to serve and I got to be with his uh his people and I got to know his kingdom so much better and I and I got to see what what he wanted me to do in his kingdom you know so that was the best part of my life but once I got into my room and it was just me it was sad and it was tragic and up until about a month ago I didn't know peace and I mean times there's still times in this where I don't know peace and I don't want you to ever think that because I talk about these things that I know better or know how to handle better that's what you like how should I explain this because obviously I know better 
but I guess where I, like I said earlier, I'm still a human being, so I still fall short, and I don't know how to hold myself at a level where I can give myself enough grace to be human, but not to where I'm giving myself an excuse to not grow closer in holiness with Christ, if that makes sense. And so I tend to shame myself like no other. I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a person that's like really will go straight to the self-loathing, straight to the uh, shaming, straight to the guilt, straight to making myself feel like total crap. And I know that's a lot of you guys. I know I'm not the only one that is so easy to be so mean to myself, which is crazy because I'm never like that with people. But yeah, I'm like that with myself. And so... Yeah, I just want to talk about just some things that I've been going through, you know, past recently. Fill you in. I'm not going to fill you in on my whole life story. Um, But yeah, I'm going to go into prayer just so I can center myself because even though I don't have a plan, this is kind of really weird for me (laughs) not to have a plan. Like, I'm like, what am I doing? Um, But yeah, I'm just going to go into prayer. In the name of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. (sighs) Thank you so much father so much for what you've been doing lately in my life because you have shown me how i can be weak but in you i am so strong and i thank you for that because i don't know how to handle my weaknesses father i don't know how to handle the fact that i'm weak but when i think about you father I understand why I have to be weak and why it's okay to be weak because I have a source, I have a strength that is willing to come in at any time and be there for me. And it's you. And I thank you for that. And I'm grateful for that. And I pray that as I go throughout this episode, Father, that you help me just talk about the things that are necessary to help your child, but also to help me, but also to just show us how personal this is that this isn't something easy that this isn't something that's clean it's messy and you're the only one that makes it clean and we thank you father for that we thank you father for the ways that you teach us how to be better and grow better in your name father we thank you for the ways that you just help guide us in all in all ways in all ways and i just thank you for the gift of life and breath. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so one of the things I wanted to talk about was Lent, because if you're my fellow, if you're a Catholic brother or sister, you started Lent yesterday for, it was Ash Wednesday yesterday, which was so cute to go in, um, because I had a work yesterday, and it was so adorable to serve my fellow Catholic brothers and sisters who had the ash on their forehead. I was like, yes, I love seeing it. Um, but yeah, today is, I guess yesterday was day one. Today's day two of Lent. Um, but you were supposed to, if you knew this, because not everybody, not even our Catholic brothers and sisters don't know this, but you're supposed to prepare like two, two or three weeks in advance. I think it's supposed to be like it's really 70 days rather than 40 days because you're supposed to spend those third I think 30 days preparing and then the 40 days 
your um obviously with lint and so within these past 30 days though i have been preparing father bolin which is my father um at my parish he um he tell that's that he told us it's prepare 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 and so i've really been trying to prepare for lint so i've been in my word every day i've been in prayer every day i've been slowly taking out the things that i wanted to take out for lent so that i can be able to um be able to do it whenever i am in lent and it's been a really great journey honestly guys because and i really encourage my catholic brothers and sisters who prepare for lent to i mean who do lent to really prepare for it 30 days prior because it really does make you stronger now when you prepare it doesn't mean that you have to be doing what you want wish you what you wish you could be doing in lent it's just getting yourself again um prepared taking out the things slowly start taking them out slowly start um start doing little things differently with your day that you wanted to do during lent and it's not saying that you're going to succeed in that or you're going to have to like change your whole entire life right then and there but it's just making those small little decisions of what you're going to do to hold yourself accountable to lent and i'm really excited for this season of lent because i this is my second time experiencing lent last year i it was my first time experiencing it right and i was not um i was like in catechism classes at the time you know so i was still like a baby catholic and well i'm still a baby catholic actually um but i tried my best to do it but i failed miserably because i didn't understand how the enemy worked fully and now and then this year now not because of course it's a year later i know how he works now and i'm aware of his tactic tactics and last year he um he uh used the tactic of sickness over me and he got me sick right away right away when lint came like i was able to um stop the thing that was distracting me i'm not ready to talk about the thing that i'm mentioning yet so i will i will include you into that when i'm ready but the thing that i was wanted to take out of my life i was doing really good for it really good with it for about two weeks and then i got hit with this sickness that was great i've never been sick like that and haven't been sick like that before since um but i got hit with it and it ended up making me give in to the thing that i wanted to take out and once i gave into that i never stopped giving into it even till well until this day i I, i'm again having to go and take that thing out of my life again and um it it frustrates me and it shames me to admit that because i wish i was strong enough to hold fast to that and be um i wish i just had more faith to know that i could get through it and i didn't give in to the distraction that i was giving into to where it ended up staying with me up until now but the enemy is so crafty though and as much as he and he's smart unfortunately and so he sits there and he likes to pressure 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 us and when he sits there and puts oh let me wake him up in a bad mood today let me get their sister or their brother or their mom or their dad to be in a bad mood that morning and interact with them and let them fight um because i know once i do that oh they're in a bad mood and once i get them in a bad mood oh they're doing anything i want them to do because they're just going in with the flesh they're just craving anything that i put in their path and or he might sit there and say 
you know what actually let me make this feel like um the best day ever because you're giving into all these things that are fleshly and let me make you feel like you're you're gonna get through it and then it's obviously just temporary fixes and then you wake up and you're still having the same problem and so I didn't know that at the time how crafty he was I mean I knew it I heard it I said it but I didn't really I didn't really sit with it until this year and I really was like wow he's crazy and he's so mad he is so mad at us because he knows we are the image of god we have free will we get to do whatever we want to do which is absolutely insane and he hates that because he can't do whatever he wants to do he has to go to god well even when he has to do when he wants to do the evil things that he has to do he still has to go to god and ask for permission for those things which is crazy because in your mind you're like wait what so god sits there and allows him to do evil in this world if you read the book of job you would be like excuse me how could you say that how could you do that to job how could you but what i'm learning is that the enemy oh no no sorry god will sometimes allow evil to come into our lives in order to show how much we really truly rely on him, on God. And because he says, I can give you everything in an instant. I can give you good health. I can give you good children. I can give you a good husband or wife. I can give you a life with no pain, no nothing. I can give you that. Like he gave James, like he gave uh, Job, like he gave him, he was blameless. He had integrity. He had everything he'd ever won. He was blessed. But he's like, okay, but what if I take that away? What are you going to do? Are you still going to stand by me? Are you going to still be at my side? Are you still going to sit here and praise me? Or, or is the only things that are making you stay with me is because I'm blessing you. It's the only things that's making you stay with me is because I'm giving you a good husband and giving you good children and giving you a good life. Is those the only things? Or is it because you just love me? Because we have to remember that, yes, it is such a blessing to be with God because he supplies all these things. But the only thing we are ever supposed to be in love with and focus on and be about 100% is only him. Anything else is an ad. But him should be the sole focus of our daily lives and our daily walk and our daily emotions and our daily mindset. He should be the center of it all. And so when things, when you do, you're going through a trial and it's just a lot of evil things are attacking you, attacking your health, attacking your children, attacking your household. That seems very scary and lonely. And it's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep praying and praying and praying even though it feels silent? Are you going to, or are you just going to abandon me? Are you just going to stop talking to me? Are you just, or is you going to just use this as an excuse to show that I'm not real? Is that what you're going to do? Or are you going to show that you're going to be about me no matter what? No matter the world, the worldly consequences or the worldly pleasures. Are you going to be my ride or die? Because you have to remember that with God like even with Jesus like he had to take his hand off him at one point to allow the enemy to attack him the way that he did on 
during his suffering and the crucifixion uh crucifixion am i saying that right i think i'm saying that wrong but he had to endure a lot of evil and pain and suffering and i don't get where we think that we don't get to go through, we don't have to go through those th- those th- what what i don't get what we have where we think we don't have to go through those things you know that we think we're so above it that we can't suffer like that and it's like no we're made to suffer i'm sorry as much as we're made to be a blessing we're made to suffer because this life is shaping us to become more like christ this life is the test this life is the ride or die of like are you going to be about me or are you not because right now the world is controlled or ruled by the evil one and it's like okay you're all up in evil right now now are you willing to go against it or before it and those are hard things to answer because yes you can answer them real quickly when you're with christ and you're going through the motions and you're in your best uh time when it comes to prayer and attending church and all that stuff but how are you whenever none of that's on the table you know and i've been sitting with that lately of how am i when everything is gone when i'm not getting the distractions that i that i yearn for Am I still craving him? Am I still wanting him? Am I still with him? Am I still praising him? And lately, yes. It has been a yes. And it hasn't been because like my life's been really good. No, it's just, I've just been wanting him. And I've been in with him. And, and the word, mm, First Peter, I've been reading Job. I've been reading Job during the season. I'm on like chapter 15. And then on nighttime, I'm reading First Peter. And I just finished First Peter and I'm going to read it again um when for my night one but first peter it is so good because i think the title of it let me see because i got my bible of this book is called sorry living holy lives in the face of prosecution and he goes into like he just oh this whole thing i think it's crazy when you look if you looked at my thing i have like everything underlined and highlighted because everything was just so good but i do want to read you one thing it says in first peter chapter 4 verse 1 so then since christ suffered physical pain you must arm yourselves with the same attitude he had and be ready to suffer too for if you have suffered physically for christ you have finished with sin you won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires you will you will be anxious to do the sorry but you will be anxious to do the will of God. You have had enough in the past of the evil things that godless people enjoyed, their immortality and lusts, their feasting and drunkenness and wild parties, and their terrible worship of idols. Of course, your formal friends are surprised when you no longer plunge into the flood of wild and desire destructive lives. Uh, sorry. Plunge into the flood of wild and destructive things they do, so they slander you. But remember, they will have to face God, who stands ready to judge everyone, both the living and the dead. That is why God, sorry, that is why the good news was preached to those who are now dead. Although they are, they were destined to die like all people, they now live forever with God in the Spirit. The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all continue to show deep love for each other for love covers the multitude of sins cheerfully share your home with those who 
need a meal or a place to stay. And also in uh, uh, chapter 5 of 1 Peter, verse, let me see, verse 6. So humble yourself under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. Your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for souls to devour. Sorry, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same suffering as you are. And then it says in verse 10, And in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, wait, what? Where did, where did I lose that? Oh, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation, all, po- all power to him forever. Amen. Mm, thanks be to God. Thank you, Father. I really, 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 really love that. I've been really trying to remember, like, when I suffer physically for Christ, I conquer the sin. You know? I conquer the sin. Because we tend to not want to suffer physically. That's why we go to the distractions of alcohol, drugs, um, TV, um, lust, any of those things. Because we do not want to handle the physical pains of suffering. But we must. It's a must. And we have to. And it's, and we have to get out of this fear of, oh, but what if I don't make it? God does not put anything in your life that you cannot handle and you cannot get through. I promise you, I really promise you that even if all the walls are caving in on you, even if your whole house gets blown away and it is, and there's a tornado surrounding you, if you have faith that God is going to get you through it, if you have faith and trust in God and you stand firm in him and you keep going through the physical suffering, he will, what did he say? He will restore, support, and strengthen you. That is so good. And so that's really been what I've been clinging on to with the verses of staying strong and staying, like, remembering that even if I'm suffering right now because I want to do what I want to do, it's worth it. I'd rather suffer like this with Christ and suffer without Christ the way I have been because I've been experiencing suffering for the past two years now but it's been the suffering that's been without him the suffering where I'm depending on my own self the suffering where I've been carrying the burdens that he told me I could put on him where I've been just mo- like just making bad decisions and going through a very bad cycle of self-hatred and self-loathing and just giving into the flesh after give after giving in giving in giving in I just I'm over it and I want to suffer with Christ now if I'm gonna have to suffer if it's inevitable if that's what God's telling me then I want to do it for him and I want to do it with him and I don't want to do it alone and I want to don't want to do it by myself because I cannot I cannot do it anymore by myself I tried and I tried and I did and I was in prayer with him I never gave I never lost faith in him I never sat here and was like I'm done with you God you're not no I was in his kingdom during this time I was sitting over there serving I was close to the leaders i was i was with my family like i was i was trying but i wasn't trying if that makes sense like 
I think I would only like do the outside part to like give myself a pat on the back like hey you at least you at least did it like but then like that was that you know there wasn't no actions to keep applying it to in order for me to succeed I just was like okay I did it and then I was back to doing whatever I wanted to do and I didn't even give it a real time of day I didn't give it real time of of like fighting the good fight I just let the enemy like just punch me and punch me and punch me and beat me and tell me all these things and just let him do it and that's sad when you just let the enemy just beat on you and if you're in that season where you're letting the enemy beat on you I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I pray that your strength gets so, so mighty through him that you don't ever allow yourself to get a bloody nose or a bruised eye or a bruised ego over him anymore because you do not deserve that. God will comfort you. God has your back. He will humble you beyond belief. And humbleness does not feel good. It is never supposed to feel good. I get humbled on a daily basis and I'm like, really god you really gotta you really gotta do me like that you you can't just let me live the way i want to live right now you gotta you gotta tell me what i'm doing wrong and make me feel bad for it but i love it i love being humbled i always tell my people i do not go to church to get some motivation i do not go to church to sit here and get get told that I can do this and I can do that and da, da, da. I don't get told I don't go to church to get a pat on the back I don't get I don't go to church to get just to feel good I don't go to church for that I go to church to get those heart convictions I go to church because I know I am desperate I done made mistakes during that week and I need God to tell me what I did wrong and how to do better and what I or if I did do right that week you know I didn't sin as much as I usually sin you know I still know that there's heart convictions there because I know I could have done something better and so I go to I go to church not to make myself better but to make me be better to make me be better and feeling better and being better are not the same thing because you can feel better by anything you can make yourself feel better by telling yourself lies all the time but being better you got to tell you got to be truthful you got to have truth and you got to be only flooded with truth. And so I yeah, I go there. I go to church to be better and those require heart convictions, not condemnation, not someone telling you that you shouldn't be doing this or da 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 making you feel bad and shameful for things. No. Heart convictions are those things you feel it in your heart where you're like, "Oh, I know that hits home because I do that and I know I shouldn't do that." And you're just like, "Oh, condemnation if you feel condemnation you're like it's you're feeling condemned by that person you know you're like oh i'm a terrible person i'm not i'm i yeah i am a piece of crap i guess and i you just feel way worse you know you feel way worse when you get condemned rather than when you get the heart convictions like the heart convictions want you to do better the condemn the condemnation makes you want to hide and and just go back to your distraction if that makes sense and so that's why I love my parish because Father Bolin, like he really does. He's so good at being personal and being uplifting, but being truthful, though. And he doesn't have to scream in your face. He doesn't have to, like, be all up in your business. No, he just has to. He just he's just he does his he just leads. He's just such a good example. I I I'm, when I see Father Bolin, I'm just like, you can feel the fragrance. You can feel the holy spirit and you can smell like you know we're supposed to have this fragrance with us i don't know if you know this but 
you're supposed to sorry guys one second um we're supposed to be the fragrance of god of christ so when we walk in the room people are supposed to like whoa there's something different about that person that person has something different they they smell they walk they talk different like who is this person and you don't even have to say really anything you're just you just walk in and you just walk past somebody and they just know "Mm, this person's different this person's different and it's because we're supposed to have that fragrance of christ and father bolin has the fragrance every time he walks past i feel it and i'm like every time he's near me i'm like whoa and if you're catholic you know confession if you're not catholic you're probably wondering okay what is confession what is that because i don't all I know is that you have to go up to a man and you gotta and I gotta tell them all my sins and apparently that man tells me if I'm forgiven or not huh that's crazy only the father tells all only the father tells me if I'm forgiven or not only you know it's that stereotype misconception confession is in that moment you are not talking to a man you were talking to the father you might be staring at a man but in that moment that is the father and you go in there and you tell them if you have if you've never confessed before you tell them this is my first time confessing and if you have confessed before you tell them it's been how long it's been since you last confessed and then you go in and you go and you confess the things that you know that are keeping you away from god and that you know that you should not be doing and then as you do that the father is listening to you and he's not judging you. He's not looking at you with disgust. He's not looking at you the way the humans will look at you if you were to confess the things that you were confessing to a human being. And that's if, okay, well, obviously they're human beings, but you know what I mean. Like if I were to go just confess this to um, my sister, she would definitely judge me and be looking at me weird and not know how to handle it, not how to talk to me, not know how to keep that poker face. Um, it, you know, she would be human about it. But when you go to confession with the priest, they take out their human side, their human self, and they put in the father. And they are the father in that moment. That is the father you're talking to. And you get scared because you think, oh my goodness, I just confessed this, this, this. There's no way this human's going to sit here and look at me with love and look at me with non-judgment and give me what the father gives me. But, ooh, you can, if you think that, you are so wrong because... He, from my personal, I've, I've, um, been to confession multiple times already and I've had to confess to three different priests and every, every priest never judged me. Every priest loved me afterwards. Every priest did not tell me I was damaged goods and I was too sinful to even look at. Every priest sat there and made me feel so unbelievably holy when I shouldn't have felt holy so unbelievably comforted when I did not deserve to be comforted when it as you guys know from my testimony or if you don't know I was going to a protestant church um as well as the catholic church and I was going between both of them and I loved it and I really, really enjoyed my journey. I love that I got to experience both worlds because it was like, wow, God's good. God's moving. And if they just got out of there, if they just 
if they just took away their ignorance, if they just took away the stereotypes of, and like actually educated, then like we could really be good. You know, we could be so good. And where I'm going with that is how I feel if I were to confess the things that I can that I confess to father to my father 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 whether it was father Pedro father Alexander father Bolin I don't feel I never felt like I could get that same unconditional love and and support and um comfort I and I mean it, it, it's that true I mean I would go and confess these things to the father that I would never talk about with my leaders at the church I was going to because I was way too nervous and way too nervous about their reactions and the way that they did things because they were how do I say this they were holy but human you know and I just didn't know I didn't want to talk to him about it because I just don't I didn't I didn't know if I was going to meet their human or if I was going to meet the holy part the holy side of them and when I'm in confession, I know I'm only meeting the holy side. And I'm only in that human part of, because there's Father, because I'll use Father Bolin because that's my priest right now. So there's Father Bolin, right? In that moment, they're no longer the Bolin. They're just, or he's no longer Bolin. He's just the Father. And I know that for a fact, that that's just the Father there. And Bolin's away. I don't really, I never really could tell the difference between that between my other leaders when they were being their full holy self or when they were being their full human self or I guess I could and that's what made me uncomfortable there you go so I yeah I could tell when they were being their holy selves and when they were being their human selves and that's where I was like "Mm, I don't like that I don't like that I can see that side that I can see like you be human when you're supposed to be a leader in that moment if that makes sense so that's why I really love confession because it's such a non-judgment zone and a lot of our brothers and sisters they get scared of going because they think it's going to be just that a judgment zone but it's no you are getting set free you are getting set free because you know when the father sits there and tells you your sins are absolved you are absolved from those sins when you walk out you are clean in that moment you are so clean and if you go out of that, if you go out of the parish and you decide to go put yourself back in those dirty clothes again and do all that and get all messy, that's on you. But in that moment, you are clean. If the enemy tries to tell you, oh, but you did this. Oh, but you no, I went to confession. I confessed over that. You can't tell me nothing. I got forgiven. And if you're not a Catholic brother and sister and you don't confess like to a priest, that's OK. Confess to the father and know that whenever you sit there and if you're truly giving a true heartfelt you know repentance and you're giving a true confession your sins are forgiven um but yeah i've been enjoying enjoying i've been going to confession a lot and scary and yes i had to go to go confess over the same thing three times in a row but you know what father Bolin still looked at me and loved me and still that's what I really 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 love about Catholicism is that and how and what I really love about my priests about priests is that they hear the most oh guys they hear disgusting disgusting things 
from us, disgusting things from us, and they look at us with so much love. They walk into the parish every Sunday, every day, and still, still look at us with no judgment. You would have never guessed that that person just heard that they, that this that another person is having sexual thoughts about someone underage like you would have never they will look at you even though they just heard you confess that and it's like you never said anything because they're just still looking at you in non-judgment and love and comfort and support and i love that i love the fact that i don't have to feel like if i do something wrong that my leader is gonna sit here and not love me anymore and not support me anymore and not be there for me anymore i love that I love that. I love the unconditional love and support and comfort that I have from my priest. There's, it's so good. And I encourage you, if, you, if you're a Catholic brother and sister, fall in love with confession again. Fall in love with your priest. And if you aren't Catholic, I pray that you educate yourself about it. It's so good, guys. It's so good. It's so good. I know there's the hype of of um not being catholic because apparently like we're too religious and we have roles and we do this and blah, blah, blah. there's so much there's so much things that people and it's our protestant brothers and sisters that are really into this that love to give into the stereotypes and it's crazy because they talk about they they talk about the stereotypes as if they're truth and they and they preach these out guys that's why you got to be careful for my Catholic brothers and sisters, you got to be careful for when you go and expose yourself to these type of teachings because they will be bold about it. They will be screaming in your face, telling you what they think they know about Catholicism. Oh, you shouldn't preach about no one should confess to the Father besides the Father. No one should, no one should be praying to anyone but the Father. They will be saying crazy bold thing, guys. That guys that makes them that makes you feel like they're so educated enough to be bold like that because they're screaming it. If they're bold enough to scream it like that, they sh- they they definitely know what they're talking about. Mm, that's usually the opposite. They do not know what they're talking about because if they're saying the most stereotypical things that you hear um, that a Catholic does, they're not educated. They're not educated. And what I mean is we pray, we worship Mary, that we pray to saints and expect things to get out of them, which is not what we do. Or what is it? Or we have too many rules or um, we're too religious. Those are the stereotypes. That's the stereotypes of what a Catholic is. And that's what a lot of our Protestant brothers and sisters are preaching about and are telling our other catholicism our catholic brothers and sisters what they're doing they say they they're you're doing that you're doing everything wrong you're not what Uh uh-uh i'm not doing that i don't worship anyone but god i don't pray and ask to receive anything from the saints besides just their prayers alone just to pray for me because we can ask for those that is a thing God is not, God's a jealous God, but God's not a jealous God to his creation, to his things that he's made available to us. He did not, did not, did not, did not, did not tell us that he gets jealous over those. He gets jealous when you sit there and are praising other gods, when you're sitting over there putting people and things in his place. That's when he gets jealous. But if you're rightfully going about his creation and using his creation to the advantages that he wanted you to um 
he's not jealous over that he loves that and so i just i'm i'm wanting to emphasize for my catholic brothers and sisters if you get exposed to these teachings these stereotypical things please do not listen to them and educate yourself because promise you because i was i was in your position i was in your position and when and god was only educating me about the church and when he educated me it was the opposite of what they were preaching about and it was the opposite of what they were saying that we do and because we don't do that we know we know what we're supposed to do now i will admit okay when it comes to the church you can't put the church and the people together in the sense of what how they go not the people some of them are not educated when it comes to the, our catholic brothers and sisters some of them are not going about things the right way some of them are not doing the things that they should be doing some of them are praising saints instead of sitting over there just praying asking for prayers sometimes they are expecting things to get out of it and everything they're just doing things wrong and and then they are the reasons why they're the examples that get used for catholicism you see look what look what they're doing and it's like uh uh-uh, why don't you get the educated catholic, uh, catholic why don't you get the one that actually knows their faith and knows what they're doing get that person use them as an example because i promise you you would not be saying the same things that you're saying you're just using the weak ones you know and so i had to take myself personally i had to die when i i fell in love with the church i didn't fall in love with his people and how the and how the people went about his church no i fell in love with his church first and when I fell in love with his church first, I was able to accept all his people and all how they came in. Because in when it comes to the Catholic Church, we accept everybody. Sinners are all up in the Catholic Church. All up in the Catholic Church, we because that's how it's supposed to be. Sinners in the church with God, making ourselves clean. There's this wonderful story, I forget who, I'm not, I can't remember his name, who, um, but I read it in a book where he said he was trying to explore um, God, you know, in his his church and wanting to know what is the true church? Like who, where can I go where I can, where I know I am, I'm supposed to be here, right? And so he goes to our Protestant, sorry guys, my stomach. Um, he goes to our Protestant brothers and sister churches and he, he, he has an umbrella with him, right? And he leaves the umbrella at the front of the building you know the front you know where he they go preach where, where they go to preach like he leaves in the front right and every time he walks out of our protestant brother and sister's church it's still there the bro- the umbrella is still there he's able to take it he's able to still have it well he goes to the catholic church and he puts his umbrella at the front and he goes and you know mask uh, and he and when he comes back it's gone someone took the umbrella and he said, and in that moment, he said, this is a place for me. Because if the Catholic, if the Catholic Church can sit here and have people like this who are willing to steal my stuff and have sinners and who are not perfect and who are not trying to be perfect and not trying to portray themselves as perfect, then this is the place for me because I don't want perfect. I don't want perfection. I don't want this. Or obviously we want perfection in Jesus, but we don't want perfection in being human because that's impossible, right? And we don't want to put a, a front on us when, and it's when, where it's not true. And so, I really love that story because it was, and it really helped me give grace to my Catholic brothers and sisters because I was like, wow, 
wow that's actually really beautiful we are really we are sinners and that's why they that's why we get judged because we're human beings and we don't hide it and we don't put a perfect front in front of everybody we don't sit here and try to make ourselves look holy we are just sinners walking with christ hoping that we can get through it together and we're doing we're fighting a good fight and i love that and so yeah i sorry if i went a little crazy but confession has just been so good to me and um i just don't want you guys to not be educated about confession in the you know and i want you to know confession in a good good way and not a bad way and not a stereotypical way and i want you to know about catholicism in a way that's beautiful and raw and educated and not um tainted and uneducated and stereotypical and just what everyone else what they think is what catholicism is is because as i've actually educated myself and went through everything and experiences for myself oh guys it's the best experience ever and i love it and i'm so grateful for it and so yeah let me see i have something else that i want to talk about to you real quick sorry guys the airplane coming airplane um but yeah because what confession's been really helping me do is helping me realize the things that I can't control and helping me get a handle on those things and helping me just you know just be vocal about it because this season I really am trying to take out the you know just trying to accept the things that I can't control and to let God have the burden of those things and to really trust him and it's been really it's been hard it's not easy it's a struggle and I hope that if you haven't confessed yet if you haven't been able to really come clean with a lot of things that you've just been really feeling weighted down by that you confess them to god again you don't have to be a catholic brother or sister to go confess to god you confess to him right now confess to him tell him your sins let him in let him know who you are let him know exactly because he already knows you just gotta you just gotta be bold enough to sit here and admit it to yourself and hear yourself and it doesn't sound pretty and it doesn't feel pretty and it's it sucks but you must confess you must get that weight off your shoulder i had so much weights on my shoulder for these past two years and within confessing within these three or four weeks alone it's been amazing and i feel that weight getting off my chest i feel it i feel my sins absolved and it's so good and I love it. I'm so grateful. And I just hope that you can experience that too because you deserve it. You deserve to feel free. You deserve to feel like you are going to get through this. You deserve to feel a leader who is unconditional in how they look at you and love you. You deserve a parish or a church that you know no matter what, they're for you and with you and got you. No matter how you go about things that they're willing to be there for you no matter what um you deserve that and i hope you get that and there is that and it's not just within the protestant brothers and sisters churches that you can get that from you can get that from the parishes and catholicism too in our catholic church because i think a lot of people just run to 
our Protestant brothers and sisters because they think that they're not going to get that from our Catholic brothers and sisters, that same intimacy, that same personal um, connection with Jesus, that same respect and love and all those things. And in, I guess, connection with, you know, the leaders, I, I, they run to them because that's where they feel like they're going to get that. But you can get that there at in Catholicism, I promise you. I really promise you, God has a God has that in store for you if you're thinking about being becoming Catholic, um, and if you are, I'm praying for you because and that makes me happy, so so happy. Um, but yeah, I don't. I think I should end it now because I I think I'm kind of going off. I hope I, oh, I have to rewatch. I have to re-listen to this because I just hope that I was able to help you in some type of way because. Again, I didn't have a plan with this, so I was just talking and talking and talking, and I hope that was actually interesting and not dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, I within this is where I'm at in this time, in love with confession, in love with telling God, here's where I go wrong, here's where I need help, here's where I am desperate, here is where I just cannot do it by myself here and preparing i've been in a preparing part and now i'm having to you know now since it's lent day two i'm having to naturally be about business and that's hard because there's one thing to plan business but there's one thing to be about the business and because you just never know what's gonna happen and i'm i love the plan and i love to know what's gonna happen but i don't know what's gonna happen and that scares me but I'm willing to face it with God and I'm willing to suffer with God and I'm willing to put my worries and burdens on him. And I hope you do the same with whatever season you're going through. Put your burdens on him. Tell him, I put the burden of, I've been saying, I put the burden of TV at your feet. I put the burden of judgment at your feet. I put the burden of gossip at your feet. I put the burden of resentment at your feet. I put the burden of unforgiveness at your feet. I put the uh, the burden of lust at your feet and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's been good. Like it feels, I do feel the burden lifted off. And it's not because I thought about it. I'm thinking about it. I don't think about it, which is why I feel the burden off. And it feels good. And so I hope you're able to do the same. And I hope if you got anything out of this that you're able to get out, that you just need to let out the things that, you feel are just too disgusting to tell God because he already knows them. You just got to confess them and he's not going to judge you. He's going to love you and he's going to comfort you. And I love that I know that because I get the same thing in confession. And so, yeah, thank you so much for listening to me. If you really, really listen to all this, thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for giving me your support. Thank you for loving me and, and being there for me. I'm really grateful for you, and I love you deeply. And happy late Valentine's Day. I hope you had a really good Valentine's Day yesterday. Me and David, um, we got we just went to Panera because we didn't want to go. I didn't want to go out. I think we're gonna spend Saturday. Yeah, we're gonna do Saturday like our Valentine's. But I didn't want to go to a restaurant. I was like, uh, uh-uh. and we couldn't eat meat, so we had to eat somewhere healthy. Because on um, if you're if you know, for Lent, you're supposed to um, fast every Friday. But on Ash Wednesday, though, you were supposed to fast as well. And um, and that's just refraining. That's just um, uh, not eating meat. Um, 
Where's I going with that? Oh goodness, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, help me. Oh yeah, we had to eat something uh, healthy, so we just went to Panera, and then we watched this movie, um, where the crow, where the crow dads sink. I believe that's it. It's like a romantic but mystery thriller. So good, guys. It is so good. You shall watch it. We had, we loved it. We were both like, wait, what? what is happening what what's gonna happen what's this was the only movie i could not predict what's gonna happen which is crazy um but yeah but yeah we had a good i had a good valentine's day personally my mom surprised me with a little cute little basket too anyways so yeah i'm getting off topic i hope you had a good valentine's day as well i hope you i'm gonna be praying for you during this season of lent for my catholic brothers and sisters um and i just hope to and i just pray that we just get through this because we are walking in the wilderness right now for 40 days and 40 nights and we can get through it just as jesus got through it this is supposed to make us more intimate with christ not further away from christ so i just pray that it helps you and guides you um and yeah thank you for listening and i'm gonna see you next wednesday but i won't be able to talk to you like this until not this thursday coming up but next thursday so yeah see you then i love you and i'm grateful for you and let's let me end this a prayer too so you know we can go out in prayer in the name of the father son and the holy spirit god thank you thank you thank you thank you kind of zoned out on how i was talking father so i'm gonna go listen back but i believe that you said what needed to be said i believe that you gave me the things that i need to say and use me in the way that i needed to be used i believe that in the mighty name of jesus but wherever i did fall short wherever i did become more flesh i pray that you may help me get you know rebuke those things and get better at not giving into the flesh but also allow not my brothers and sister hear the things i was saying fleshly help them only hear the things that i was saying holily and out of pure love and out of um pure goodness and out of just being honest and truthful because sometimes truth is not gonna feel good and sometimes honesty is not everybody's cup of tea father but i pray that they still hear that and still marinate with it and still accept it and still just simply listen father and so i pray as we go through this week ahead strong and lent and walking the walk with you father and not just talking the talk but walking the walk and I love you and I'm grateful for you. You're the best. Bestest. You're the bestest ever. Amen. <laughs> Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bye, guys. Just thank you so much. I'll see you next Wednesday for episode two of the second series. This is Jesus. I love you. Love you, love you, love you.